It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. So, and I feel bad even saying this, but have you ever been to a really boring sermon? You know the kind I'm talking about. Your head embarrassingly keeps bobbing back and forth as you slowly nod off to sleep. Your eyelids feel like they literally weigh a thousand pounds, and you just can't wait for the preacher to stop. Well, I'm here to say, keep it up, because, and I'm quoting here, couples who attend religious services are about 30 to 50% less likely to divorce than those who do not. What? It's big numbers. And I'm just going to say this. If you don't believe us, because this is Smalley Marriage Radio, Mm -hmm. kind of the de facto source on all things (laughs) relational. So we say. In our own minds. I am your host, Michael Smalley, along with Seth. Oh, I didn't say co-host. I just said along with Seth. Yeah, I know. But it's fine. I butchered it. Hi, I'm your co... I'm your... I don't even know who I am. I'm the host, Michael Smalley, along with my co-host... Seth Johnson. There we go. Finally. This is why it's good that we don't edit. People get a... This is a real show. Or it shows us why we should edit. (laughs) One of the two. I like mine better. But if you don't believe us... And actually, I think me botching that up only helps. (laughs) That might be true. Because we might come across, or I may come across like a complete idiot. I'm right there with you. Right? I'll join hands with you on that. It's fair. I have been called worse. Seth and I are literally holding hands right now. (laughs) In solidarity. Yes. So maybe you struggle believing us. Mm -hmm. And I would understand why. But you should believe this guy. But you need to hear. I'm going to read the short bio from the author of this article. And there's a, a lot of sarcasm on short so here it comes, because this is where we're getting this information. Yeah. And, and here's his short bio on the article, and I'm already forgetting how to pronounce one of the things. You got it. I have faith in you. Everyone, I had to study trying to pronounce this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. But the gentleman who's giving us this wonderful research is none other than Tyler J. Vanderwill, Ph.D., is a professor of epidemiology and the departments of epidemiology (laughs) biostatistics at the harvard school of public health and a faculty affiliate of the institute 
of quantitative social science at none other than Harvard, Harvard University. University. <laughs> Epidemiology. Epidemiology. You jerk. You knew how to say it all this time. Yes. That's how, remember when we rehearsed it beforehand? No, you didn't speak up. I'm like, maybe you should read it. You're like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) But then you nailed nailed it in rehearsal. In rehearsal, I nailed it. I did not. (laughs) Not on the live taping. But seriously, though, is that not just a a mouthful? I'm intimidated. That's the greatest, most intimidating short bio ever. Hey, I'm still impressed by your PhD. Just so you know. No, you're not. Just it's Michael Smalley PhD. You you hurt me. I have nothing. You don't. I have a Mr. Seth Johnson. You have me. You have me. <laughs> In association with Michael Smalley, PhD. You had me at co-host. <laughs> but seriously, though, that guy is impressive. Yeah. I don't know if any of those things are good things, but he's a smart dude. So before we dive into the, the seriousness of um, the, the statistic of 30 50%, in the intro, you talked about being in a boring oh. sermon and, and falling asleep yeah. and nodding your head. By the way, I'm not talking to you, Jeff. I love you very much. <laughs> uh, so I've, I pardon me, grew up in the Baptist world. And at that time, it was the common de facto thing for the, the ministers to all sit on stage yes. as well. Yes. You remember that time? Yeah. Oh, they're still out there. They are. They're all still out there at and um ominously looking out at the congregation. Yes. So, you know, when when the head pastor is teaching, <laughs> the associate pastor, the youth minister, yeah. the music minister all, pastor. all sitting up there. My uh worship pastor at the time had the best move ever because I mean he's I'm I'm assuming at this point he's probably like mid to late thirties and he's on stage sitting there and he totally dozes off, right? <laughs> so he he just, but he does one of the nods off where his head falls forward. Oh, uh, which is the bobbing I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, exactly. And that's what reminded me of this. And so, you know, he's sitting up front. Of course, everyone can see whether they're paying attention to him or not. Yeah. doesn't know. His head falls forward. He his whole body then begins to fall forward as he's falling asleep, right? <laughs> so he's falling forward in his seat, and he wakes up midway through the as falling, falling forward and realizes what's going on. And so to play it off, he just keeps going down and reaches for his shoe, shoe acts like he ties move. his shoes, even though he's wearing slip-on shoes that have no laces. He acts like he's, he ties them, just readjusts and sits up. Nice. And to this day, one of the smoothest moves. <laughs> so well done, Brother Rod. Brother Rod. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to send this show to him now. You this, do. You know, He's made it. He's famous. Yeah, 20 He'll probably deny years later. It. He'll deny it. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> or he's not alive, which but is he, he is doing quite well. But, okay, good. So we've all been there. Even uh, this said. We uh, have. And even the best ones are going to throw a dud out there from time to mm-hmm. time. But, you know, I came across this article and was blown away by some of the research they're finding. 30 to 50% less. Like, that's a huge number. But if you're at the top end, that's cutting divorce rate in half. Mm-hmm. Just for showing up. 
just by attending religious activities. So not even necessarily the Sunday. Think, yeah, not necessarily, service. and it's not. He's not promoting a specific, you know, Baptist or Presbyterian or Methodist or Catholic or Protestant or whatever. Why do you think that is? I not not. Why do you think he's not promoting? <laughs> I was like specific. Oh, he's Mormon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so why do you think that? Uh, it I I have some ideas. So let me. Can I start off with a quote? From the article? Sure, yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, give us more context. Okay. So, and I'm quoting Mr. I'm not going to go through his thing again. What is he, professor of what? Epidemiology. Epidemiology. In the departments of? Epidemiology. And biostatistics at the Harvard School of Public Health and Faculty. But then it's the Institute of Quantitative Social Science. Really? Yeah, there's just quantitative hey, stuff. stop bragging, Tyler. <laughs> we all get it. You're smart. We're all impressed. I'm a little jealous. So here's uh, a quote directly from the article. And by the way, we have a link to this article on the podcast show notes. So just go to smallinstitute.com if you want to click on it. But considerable research over the last two decades has produced, has been devoted to the relationship between religious participation and health and well-being. Our research on this topic at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health Man, who's Chan? T.H. Chan, man. <laughs> that know. dude is rich. If you get that named after you, how much did he give? 100 <laughs> mil? 200 mil? No idea. I don't know. It's like I'm reading this quote for the first time. It just dawned on me. <laughs> so our research on this topic, is this guy a name dropper? He's starting to annoy me. His short bio, now the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, whatever links religious service attendance to a number of better health outcomes, including longer life, lower incidence of depression, and less suicide. Our work also indicates that religious service attendance is associated with greater marital... Bum, bum. They don't have that. That was Yeah, me. that's... <laughs> Stability. Or more specifically, with a lower likelihood of divorce. So not Dude. so not only thirty to to fifty percent less likely to divorce, but longer life. You live longer, and you're less sick. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. It's almost like God Jesus knew is, what is real. doing. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, live in community." Yeah. So he gives kind of five reasons why he thinks this is true, and I'll let you guys read those. Um, like number one is religious teachings often indicate that marriage is something sacred, that an important bond is created in the exchange of marriage vows and attending religious services reinforces that message. And that's, you know, our good friend, our resident expert, Dr. Scott Stanley, mm -hmm. he's done a lot of that kind of research as well. That shows that, you know, for folks who have a larger wedding mm -hmm. in a religious institution tend to have higher success rates. Mm -hmm. Because it's like more accountability. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's it's more real. Uh, you want to read number two? Or do you have it pulled up? I the do. Article? I do. Religious teachings also discourage or censure divorce to varying degrees across religious traditions, which may lead to lower rates of divorce. Moreover, religious traditions also often have strong teachings against adultery, which is one of the strongest predictors of divorce. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll just go to number three here, and then I'll give mine. Yeah, because I think mine are better. Because, <laughs> because clearly this you, guy you is have an a idiot. better title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Re- number three, religious teachings often place a strong emphasis on love and on putting the needs of others above one's own. This may also improve the quality of married life and lower the likelihood of divorce. See that one, number three, and I don't even know. I mean, I'd be curious if this guy is a believer. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, we both read a short bio and went, no. Yeah, my initial reaction is like, no, you're you're a Harvard And isn't guy. that sad? Harvard used to be like a beacon of the night kind of seminary. Yeah, yeah it's start off as. And now you hear Harvard, you think clearly they're not saved. Mm-hmm. Liberal bastion. I actually of communism. It was a podcast I was listening to, um, where it just references news in the day and Christian worldview, and it was I think it was an article out of Harvard how someone kind of had the self awareness to realize that like we're actually not as uh, open and diversified to Christian ideas as we should be. Yeah, <laughs> which like yeah, good call. Kind of ridiculous. So because on the third one that he gave. I, I, you know, we talked about this, I think, even last episode about how Christ's words and commands transform your life. Mm -hmm. And you're more likely to hear those kinds of things at church. Yeah. And in community there. Yeah. And you just think about that that third one in particular, um, you know, putting needs of others above your own. That just kind of makes sense on why that would really lower the force. But that's from Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Put others ahead, lay your life down, sacrifice, serve, forgive, turn the other cheek, walk the extra mile, do one for others. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. in there. And you learn that stuff at church. Now, if you want to read his fourth and fifth reason, you're just going to have to come click on the link. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, go check it out. Because I want to give Michael Smalley, PhD. <laughs> a chance to shine right yeah. here. This is my opportunity, Tyler. This is your time. This is yeah. your time down here. This has suddenly become about me. But here's kind of what I, when I read it, it made sense to me on how attending religious services would benefit your marriage and your relationship and and why you might be less likely to divorce. I kind of came up with three. Okay. And, and I, I think he kind of deals with these two. But I would put it into three, and I'd call it Jesus, community, and peer pressure. Oh. So that's what hit me first. So. One, if you're especially if you're attending a Catholic or Protestant, you're going to be able to learn about Christ. And if you really learn about Christ and follow Him, mm-hmm. your relationship, dude. I had a couple. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm about to get on a soapbox. Oh, I got mad because Why? well, this is a couple that needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. They need Him bad, mm-hmm. and in crisis again calling me again and I want a disciple so I this isn't even in a professional context and where I got frustrated is what and what I've realized and it's kind of a no-brainer but when you do what I do for a living you learn all the tricks you learn all the stuff you learn all the knowledge you have all the things love talk and the conflict dance and all these things which are very helpful right so I'm not discrediting my entire ministry. <laughs> That's good. Shouldn't do However, that. with that said, none of it works without Christ. Mm-hmm. So they'll all just be new weapons, and you'll use it somehow to hurt each other. 
at the end of the day, at some point, you need to surrender your life to Christ. And you need yeah. to go, Lord, I am lost. I am broken. I need, not only do I need you, but I want to follow you. What do you want me to do? And mm-hmm. then do it. That's it. Yeah. That's my soapbox. You want a better life? Love Christ and obey his commands. So where did this couple come in? Well, they were in crisis again. And, and had they allowed me to come over and meet with them, that's what they would have gotten in here full of. Mm. Enough. Stop calling until you're ready to start obeying. And not me. Thank the Lord, because I'd be a disaster. Yeah. But Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated, people. Good graciousness. <laughs> oh, love is hard. No, it's really not. I mean, it's hard to lay your life down, but it's kind of simple. The it's, rules you don't want to do simple. it. Yeah. Right, <sighs> so that so that all falls under Jesus. So there's Jesus. And and you tend to get to know Jesus at religious services. Mm-hmm. You can, not all of them. Some of them can be kind of jacked up. That's very true. And then you have community. You have community. What I mean by that is I feel like by far, okay, I'll just say this. I've been counseling couples for 23 years. We've been doing intensives, I don't know, over 15 years. Mm-hmm. In all that time, I've had one couple come to me in crisis that was actively involved in a small group at church. Oh, really? Yeah, one. Only one? One. One time. So the community part is the greatest way to develop healthy friendships, in my opinion, is not the bar or the dance club or wherever else. Oh, you you struggle with that? No. I was just trying to think of the last time me and friends like, hey, would you like to go to the dance club? <laughs> the disco I invited you to go kicker dancing, and you rejected me. Um, no. Don't even. We're not going to do that right now. Not on air. We are on air. I can't believe you said kicker dancing. I know. You don't. You never called it kicker dancing? No. Country dancing? That's what we called it at ba- Oh, boy. Yeah. I instantly regret this. Yep. The road of which we have taken. Mm-hmm. I will I will humbly submit to the Aggie. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? Two-stepping. Two-stepping. Dancing. Dancing. I like where you're going with this. <laughs> you know, not offensive terms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so community is developed at religious institutions. So you can mm-hmm. get involved in Sunday school. You can get involved in a small group. And that's one of the follow-up things that we tell our couples when they come to an intensive is post the intensive, you need to go home and get involved in a small group. Yeah. Because small group is where life happens. That's where you grow. That's where you learn. You get accountability. You get encouragement. It's Mm life-changing. And all of that happens by being involved religiously. But then I put peer pressure. But like positive peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think I meant by peer pressure? Uh, well, possibly when you're in this community, the people that you're a part of, that they uh, they might see some um, trouble, some trouble, or maybe even not, but are saying, "Hey, here are good ways to um, behave or be proactive, or um, good ways to be reactive." Either way, yeah. And so they're just saying, "Hey, we we see these things, and we want to uh, encourage you." To try to act this way. Is so let's make it more real. Okay. What would happen if you came to me and said, dude, I'm so sick of Shauna. Man, I just can't take this anymore. I think I think I just need to divorce her. Well, first. What would I say? 
Oh, what would you say? Yeah, what would I do? As your friend, your commandant. Probably punch me in the face. That would be first. And, and then I would receive that. Yep. Yes, you would. Because I'd be sitting on you, and you definitely know you're not getting up from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and you would speak how that's not a good idea. And it's not happening. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's yeah. what I mean by the peer pressure, and that's a good thing. You want people in your life, and I know you would do the same. Mm-hmm. Or Casey would do that for either one of us. I, mean, I would at least punch you in the face and see after that. Yeah, I'd be out. <laughs> Let's just admit it. I'd probably fall, break my neck. You'd be like, wow, I feel bad about this, but guess what? You didn't You're get not divorced. getting divorced now. Because <laughs> you definitely need her to care for your quadriplegic lazy butt. So that's what I mean by... Not that quadriplegics are lazy. Yeah. Wow. I happen to be lazy, and if I became a quadriplegic, I'd probably be a lazy quadriplegic. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, just didn't want to offend anybody. So that's what I mean by peer pressure, is you have right. a group of people around you who believe in marriage and the sanctity of marriage. And by the way, if you don't, ditch them. How about instead of ditching them? Disciple them. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the more biblical route to go. <laughs> but don't let them in your inner circle, though. Right. Because you don't need people that don't hold marriage in esteem. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, obviously, because I, I, I always hear my wife's voice in my head at these points. Yeah, but what if someone's being abused? Obviously, we're not talking to that person. That's not what I'm right. talking about. If you're being abused, it's a totally different show. I'm just talking about regular people. You're regular. Sean is regular. I'm regular. Amy's right. If either one of us try to get divorced, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not smart. And I need to be held accountable to that. And church, I, I'm telling you, being actively involved in your church, that's what you get. And it's not just us saying it anymore. Suckers, fist pump. <laughs> Some Harvard grab with epidemiology. Amazing. Epidemiology. There you go. You did it. And quantitative. Social science. Yeah. That is just insane. So not only does your marriage succeed more if you are actively involved, but also you have a lower risk of death. You have a lower risk of depression. Man, funny enough, the more you're around people who love Christ, your life is better. It's interesting how that works. Wild. I will say the the lower risk of death thing still... That, that caught my attention. Yeah, I'm curious... Maybe because there's less stressors in your life at that point. That uh... I think it's again. I think it goes back to that community. Mm-hmm. I think you're when you're loving and being loved, you live longer. Yeah, that's why I do it so well. I try to love so well because I eat out of control. <laughs> I have no healthy <laughs> habit at all. So but I'm that... counting on loving well, baby. <laughs> it's hoping to balance it out. I'm hoping I just end up average. <laughs> See, if I actually exercised and ate well, dude, I'd live to 300 years old. It's true. You would. So I'm just trying to be regular. I don't hey, want to be special. We we appreciate that. The rest of us mere mortals. You're welcome. <laughs> Way to be regular, Michael. So I just had an idea. Okay. I feel like we need to get Mr. Tyler Vanderweel on the show. Hey, we can try. I bet we can do it. Are we willing to try? Yeah. I'll reach out to him. All right. We're doing it. We're going to reach out. Probably won't ever get responded to, but that's what we do here on Smalley Marriage Radio. We try and fail. 
Hey, but at least we failed. Yes, at least we right. tried. Tried. That's, tried. that's the yeah. one. <laughs> you messed that up. So today was a quicker show. Like, what's our yeah. minute count? 23. Oh, that's not too bad. That's uh, not too short. They're getting their free podcast worth. Yeah, they're... <laughs> Be the funniest thing you've ever said on this show. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm thanks out. for listening, guys. I'm out. Hey, oh remember if you enjoy this show or if you didn't, <laughs> and this might be a big didn't, <laughs> let us know. Write a review on uh, iTunes mm. and how we can make the show better, or if you're really enjoying it, it helps. Others find the show. Yeah, that does. And if you want to build a better relationship starting right now. now, right now, check out our online course library where we have amazing videos and all of our workbooks have been converted to this online platform. That is pretty spectacular, actually. So check it out at smalleyinstitute.com. And last but not least, we want to hear your story. So if you have a powerful story of redemption, of forgiveness, of overcoming, whatever it might be, there is a link at the bottom of this show's episode where you can submit your story. So please do so. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com. Or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Skip, skipping the beach, you're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.